0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Hi, I'm Richard Gershon, the host of In Legal Terms and a professor at the University of Mississippi School of Law. If you miss a live In Legal Terms episode, find our podcast, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. to you and welcome into Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jay White and I'm joined this morning by the Hattiesburg computer doctor, Jeremy Thompson. Jeremy, good morning. What's going on, man? You doing all right this morning?
2: Hey, good morning, Jay. Yeah, I, uh, I've i been working a lot man. I got a lot, of, a lot of business coming through the door. Got a lot of personal stuff going on, you know, with the baby almost here. So Ooh. just uh, trying to stay sane, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not
2: doing a great job, but I'm trying. (laughs)
1: Well, that's great that you're staying busy and things like that. Uh, Everyday Tech is MPB Think Radio's show about consumer technology. We want to hear from you this morning. You got anything new going on in your world of tech, as well as if you got anything you're looking forward to. If there's a new show you've been streaming that you dig, or they took something off, or maybe you're... (laughs) Your Netflix login got confiscated recently, and you're trying to figure out how to migrate that somewhere else or figure out where to watch TV now. We'd love to hear from you. Gaming stuff, we want to get more gaming talk on this show. The problem is. We'd like to. Yeah, that I I don't even have, like you, I don't have a whole lot of time to game recently or or lately or currently. So, you know, that's, I'm kind of uh, left out in that. Although recently I did add the Xbox cloud gaming service to my television. I'm doing more and more with my TV and figuring out that um, it's, it's fantastic. Like the, what you can do with a smart TV now, I guess is what they always wanted to do in execution, but maybe the technology finally caught up to what all you can do these days. And I mean, with cloud gaming. uh, So let me give you a, a quick example. So Uh, I'm a big baseball guy or have been in the past. MLB The Show is one of my favorite games, but that's been a PS5 or a PlayStation exclusive title for years and years and years and years and years. Well, you know, I kind of, after not being able to physically find a PlayStation 5 in spite of its price tag for like two full calendar years, I'm over it. Like, I don't have to have that ever now. Like, my want for that is gone. Especially now, and I don't know if PlayStation thought this all the way through, but especially now that I figured out that I could pay $15 a month for an Xbox Cloud Gaming uh, account and just log into my television and play MLB The Show with my PlayStation 5 controller Bluetoothed into my television. I don't even need a console. I could play the game on my TV. The TV is the console. And like... Now I see why maybe Google Stadia didn't work out. Because you didn't need the extra step. You just that, needed the well, TV. Well, there, anyway. There,
2: was, there were a lot of reasons that Stadia didn't work it, out. It, I think one of them true. was that they <laughs> could not get enough titles to draw people.
1: True, true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm remembering that now. Yeah, That's, it's it's a little convenient. But
2: it is, it is kind of sad because... The other cloud gaming platforms seem to be doing pretty well.
1: Yeah, and I think maybe. Do you think that's because Jeremy, everybody else has kind of slow played that, and I don't know. Maybe Google tried to like own the market, and in and in and in doing so, like forced the market a little bit before it was there, and so uh, they just dumped a bunch of money into the ocean, basically.
2: Well, not only that, but they weren't developers.
1: That's true. Already
2: yeah. they didn't have an existing catalog of titles that would really entice people to, to back, come over to Stadia's side. Back to your previous point.
1: <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't necessarily exactly. the technology. It was the fact that there weren't games to play enough games to get people to want to sign up for it. That's what it was for me. Now that right. I remember I mean, if
2: you, if you think about how many titles Microsoft owns that they can just put in the cloud. And they don't have to pay extra for any of that because it's their property. It's win win for them.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, I didn't mean to get off track, but that was a ridiculous thing that I ran into. I was like, "Holy!" We were God. talking
2: about gaming, wasn't that right on track with what we were uh, what we were aiming for? Absolutely.
3: Yeah, well, it's only going to get better too, though, because like I I've only tried to play to cloud play a few games mm-hmm. and. They've been rhythm games, and you have to have zero ping just about. Right. So you have to, like, yeah. very, very fast internet. Like, Hi-Fi Rush is the one that I've tried to play, and that, if you don't know that, you have to press the button exactly on time with the beat of the song that's on.
1: Right, it's all timing. Yeah. Yes,
3: and my internet was too bad for it. And I loved the game, but I couldn't play it, so. Interesting. Once that gets better, once internet advances, you know, yeah. that'll that'll become a lot more prevalent.
1: And the thing is, I don't, I mean... Some people may just do the Wi-Fi with their TV. I I mean, it just so happened that I had um, like an extender behind where my television is so I can hardwire it. And so the latency is, it's hardly noticeable unless, you know, I'm having an issue at the house in general, uh, which happens from time to time. But anyway, all right. Got our first phone call lined up. Let's start off with Jamal in Tupelo. Jamal, good morning. What's going on? Thanks for calling in. Good
4: morning. Oh, thank you. Thank Thanks for having a a place where I can call in and ask questions like this. Yes, sir. appreciate that. Um I have two extra computers I have two extra computers that house older ones um not necessarily well they're old architecture old technology and everything, but I wanted to go ahead and put get something where I could go ahead and put whole house uh whole house on the drive as far as a whole house entertainment system. wanted to have some place where I could play my music uh and use just the drive as opposed to being online all the time.
2: Mm. okay, so you just want to set up like a media center in your house. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it's called. I think that's the popular name for it. Yep. So there's not really any like special thing that you have to do here. You can do file sharing through Windows to any device in your home as long as they can connect to that share on your computer, and then you can access whatever you want. Uh, you can do the same with um, uh, Fire TV. Will let you do it if you have an app like Kodi, and mm-hmm. then you can also uh, stream videos to your TV with that.
4: To what about my? I have a stereo. I wanted to put it on a stereo system. I mean, and you the would just not for time, time. Right now, I have what's it called a Pure. I have a, I don't know if it's older or not. I don't think even they can make them anymore. Pure where they have a Wi-Fi, and I I plug that into the back of my stereo. Stereo, and I can listen to it on my two on my speakers through the house.
2: Uh, you should be able to run the uh, sound. To your computer and output through your stereo mm. i mean if it's if it's an older device um, you might need like a bluetooth adapter or something if you want to play it in your whole house if it isn't already set up that way yeah but, i was gonna say uh, like if, be... if
1: your stereo receiver and your computer tower are not in the same place you might want to get a bluetooth receiver so you can link those two up but if they're in the same place, you just run your audio out from your computer, uh, which would be like a, a, a smaller, one of those one headphone jacks, uh, I would, into an RCA left-right split, and that will go part into part just right. just about basically every stereo receiver ever made, and then you're set. I would
2: really even right explore if there is an optical cable option. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. those work really well for outputting your audio to a sound well, system.
4: I currently... I'm using this pure system. Um, it's a pure adapter plugged in, but it uses Wi-Fi, and I'm, I'm not really. It's, it's really, it's really off and onish as far as the Wi-Fi is concerned. I think I, I would probably be better off going to Bluetooth. Bluetooth seems to be a little more stable.
2: It is,
1: uh, and certainly. But look, I mean, even Bluetooth, and depending on you mean, depending on where your things are, and if you need to go wireless. But if you can, if there's a way to hardwire it, that's always going to be better. You know.
2: Yeah, I
4: Absolutely,
1: I all right, Jamal. Let us know how it works out. Okay, I
4: appreciate your help. Y'all have
1: a good day. All right, you do the same. We appreciate the call from Tupelo this morning, and, and stay in touch with us. Give us a call back, uh, and let yeah. us know how that how that or how it worked out. What you figured out.
2: The biggest obstacle in that setup is going to be getting his file shares and permissions set up right between his devices. So pretty much, once you have set up a file on your computer to be shared. You've got to go in and give permissions to allow access outside of your computer. So what you would need to do is create another user because you wouldn't necessarily want to use the credentials that you use to log into your computer. You would, just for security purposes, you would want to set up a user that's specifically for connecting to that share. So you can go into Windows and you can create a new user and then you give that user permissions and then whatever device you want to connect on, whether it's your phone or your TV or whatever, if it supports Windows file sharing, which can also be uh, shortened as SMB, if it's shortened uh, – I mean, uh, if it supports Windows file sharing, then all you have to do is give that user permissions and then log in with that user. But
3: all right. that's
2: – typically the trickier part of that setup. Absolutely. Putting files on the computer is pretty easy.
1: Absolutely. All right. I haven't even talked about what I talked about at the very top of the show today, which was threads. Jeremy, do you have a threads account? Uh,
2: I do, actually. I do, too. And you know what? I kept getting... Pretty underwhelming. <laughs>
1: I kept getting these... Uh, notifications on my phone. It's like, oh, such and such followed you on threads. And I'm like, oh, that's so thoughtful of them. And then I realized to myself, oh, no way. I just hit a thing when I opened it up and it said, do you want me to just follow all of your Instagram follows? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, no one really personally followed me. They just followed all their Instagram followers also. And a social media platform was born. No, that's not. It's better than that. Maybe. I don't know. Jeremy's already said he was underwhelmed. So we've got a new social media app to play around with now, I guess, or to try to get involved with. And I would love to hear people's thoughts about threads. Jeremy, you said that you are underwhelmed. And let me tell you what I've done. It. hmm. So I've opened threads, I think, three or four times, Mm -hmm. scrolled up and down for about 10 seconds and went, hmm, nothing here. And so closed share it. Share my sentiment, but you know what it also has done? I have not opened Twitter since I downloaded Threads.
2: Oh, so it maybe satisfies your need to scroll down and go, hmm,
1: nothing's Nothing near, there. <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> so maybe it's helping wean me off of social media. Thanks, <laughs> Threads.
2: So. I
3: don't know if that was Zuckerberg's intention. <laughs> no, I don't think
1: it was. But anyway, so Jeremy, what do you what do you think about Threads so far?
2: All right, well, the whole thing is kind of funny to me, Uh, just just rolling out here. You know, I opened my email earlier this week, and uh, it was actually the New York Times that informed me that Threads was a thing. And I was like, okay, I like to play with these things. Let's see what it is. So first off, if you create a Threads account, the only way to delete your Threads account is to also delete your Instagram account. So be aware of that before you create a Threads account. But my first impression was just like, what? what even is this because when you download the app and you get to the login screen to me it was just like what, was this like a student project did they have their kids throw this graphic together <laughs> in the background i mean like it just looked weird it was like okay here it is it's like facebook was like yeah we can we can duplicate twitter who cares Where is your new platform?
1: You know, I think a lot of people how do I put this without making it a political thing. I think a lot of people are looking for a way to get rid of Twitter. They're looking to to get to get off of Twitter because of the way the guy that owns Twitter acts. And I I, that's that's as literal a translation as I can make. So so this is literally why we have threads now because There's been such a clamp. And actually, I saw a headline today that made the most sense about all this is that and this is what it said. Threads is the answer that former Twitter advertisers have been looking for. And I went,
2: oh, there it is. Yeah, that makes sense. There it is. There that. Yeah. (laughs) So. So I, I I agree. Like, I, I don't understand what this is for people, but I understand what it is for like making money. But like who is really excited about Facebook or Meta or whatever owning another social media platform like really i just i, I mean i like it, it, it's it's a twitter clone that i think that they they built just just to, to say they could they're like okay here you go here's your new twitter
1: well i would love to hear uh You know, because it's new, I'm guessing that, you know, there there are some fun and new ways maybe to try to use it that some people have already found. I would love to hear some positive feedback and some positive views of it. I'm sure they're out there. 877-MPB-RING.
2: You know, I don't want to be like too critical of it. It's just it's weird to me. Like every time I open it up, I see sports stuff. I'm not into sports. I don't care about that at all. And I see just like a bunch of updates from people that I either don't care about or don't have any idea who they are. So it's like, it just threw me into the smorgasbord of here you go. Here's, here's threads. And I'm not following anybody other than Jay who hasn't said anything. Um, <laughs> and neither have I, because I don't know what I would even say. Like, I, I mean, well, I, I used to you, post jokes on my old Twitter. Well, I'm here's like, the well, thing. I think joke. you just
1: covered, you, you just stumbled onto it. I, I Onboarding, and, and I mean like actually getting on into the conversation, I think is maybe where they've hit a blind spot. Because make obviously making the account is super, super easy. And, and maybe that's the only thing they want to be easy because that's the data. But like opening the app and seeing what all is going on is not very hard. But picking a place to jump in Maybe what be what what might hold this thing back, at least initially, it's what it was for me, because interesting you say that you get on there and all you see is sports stuff, sports stuff would trap me. That's the whole 20 year chunk of my life. And when I get on there, there's no sports stuff at all. And it's that's I don't know, that's pretty ironic. But uh, I would love to hear some other people's thoughts. Abram, have you had a chance to to mess around on Threads I, yet?
3: I have not touched it, yet. bro. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even I,
1: thread, bro? <laughs> right?
3: Uh, I I'm scared of it. I, I don't need another reason to look at my phone for hours. So, but I will say it. My uh, the hardest part of any social media is curating your feed into what you want to see yeah. eventually and yes. like uh i've gotten to the point where i'm satisfied with what i see on my twitter and i'm yeah. fine i see all my friends on facebook and instagram so i mean i zuckerberg's a little late on the the jump on this one but that's he, another
1: that's another thing
3: he I, he also might have the the advantage against uh how much people hate twitter
1: yeah i they must have some research that says it's okay to go ahead that yeah. there's that much, I guess, angst for Twitter or, you know, people who are against Twitter wholeheartedly.
3: The thing is, I don't think a single user on Twitter has not at once said, I hate Twitter. So, to some certain extent. Yeah. yeah. So
1: No, but to your point also, I know at least one of the times that I've opened threads, I've said to myself, hmm, okay, so if I'm going to get anything out of this, I got to build it into what I want it. Exactly. Like you do with any social media
3: exactly and I'm like
1: oh I don't know if I want to invest the time in setting this
3: up I feel like doing that again yeah it's a (laughs) a curating process
2: I lied to you guys I three days ago I threaded I guess I guess that's what you'd say when you post something (laughs) I said I feel like the threads logo took about two seconds to throw together I I forgot I said that and then I just uh, I said hey to Jay so Jay you've got a Oh wow!
1: Okay, from excellent, your buddy Jeremy. I've got an oh, okay. I've you got should a have seen
3: his face when <laughs> I've got you said that, Jeremy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got I got a reason to go back now. Yeah,
2: got a reason to log in.
1: But uh, it's interesting that, uh, for what it's worth, uh, it, Twitter it seemed to and Elon Musk seemed to freak out as soon as this was announced. They instantly. I mean, it was it was an Insta. Uh, lawsuit about, you know, copycatting their technology and things like that. And, you know, Elon Musk has 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 had some pretty crude things to say about Zuckerberg and about Meta and things like that. Uh, it's it's a it's a poor look, to be quite frank with you. Like, I don't know, he's leaning into the whole villain thing. But
3: yeah, they've also just talked about fighting each other.
1: Like yeah. a fist fight in the UFC. Yeah.
3: yeah. So, I think that would be the ultimate like whoever loses deletes their platform. I think that would be the best thing to happen.
1: Loser leaves town, <laughs> the internet loser leaves the internet match.
3: You know, I'm not into sports, but I would watch that. Would you oh, would you
1: 100% would we would everybody buy that pay-per-view? Oh, loser yes. leaves the internet match between those two guys? I don't know. I I think I think,
3: so. I think that'd be the best thing to happen from all this. That would be fun.
1: Yeah. Well, it it is interesting that there have been some people that have talked about how Twitter's uh, traffic has declined some over time uh, over the last three or four days. That is interesting. Twitter. Uh, I tend to want to think that it's real because Twitter's like, no, no, no. Our traffic is just fine. So, I mean, if you want to immediately jump out here and claim it, you know, that's that whole throw a rock at a pack of dogs and a hurt dog Yelp thing. Twitter's yelping all over the place right now. And what's weird is like, they don't even need to like, you're fine. I I, I don't know. It's, what what's
3: wh- the user comparison right now?
1: I, I mean, well, I know this. I I, di- I saw a link this morning that said that threads had gone over a hundred million. But I mean, ultimately, it can't surpass. I mean, what Instagram numbers there are. That's true. I mean, ultimately, yeah. it's just going to match up with that eventually. Yeah, because you
3: have to have an I Instagram, guess.
2: right? You have to have an Instagram in order to have a Threads. That's and wild. you cannot go to, like, Threads.com from your computer or anything like that. It's only an app on your phone.
3: Ooh, that's, that is that is going to be an unpopular feature of that then, if it's not an actual website at all. That's I didn't know that.
1: Because a bunch of my Twitter uses yeah. is in a browser.
3: Uh, I guarantee, like, a majority of the, like, common posters, at least common tweet tweets, tweeters i guess yeah (laughs) they uh they are all on pc on desktop website not using an app on their phone
1: well and using you know third-party platforms and things like that that's true yeah you know so i don't know now that's another interesting question (laughs) and specifically for the crowd that is probably ticked off at twitter those people are probably more geared for productivity apps like a, like ones that combine all of your different social media platforms into one. So, I mean, is are, is Threads going to play well? Are they going to play nice with everybody else in that regard? Because if they don't, that's a good way for Threads to get left on the side of the road by everybody else.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to think like meta but branding, owns- branding
1: and imaging professionals, yeah. people who manage accounts like this for other people. If they can't cross manage the platform with other things. You're going to get left on the road, buddy.
3: Yeah, and Meta already owns two of the big three Yeah. Uh,
1: so in uh, that regard, media, it, so. I'm sure it probably
3: already... Yeah.
1: Anyway, this is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Jeremy Thompson. I'm Jay White. Thanks for listening this morning. It is the second of Amazon's Prime days, which is an exciting thing. I always miss Prime. Like, I'm always looking super forward to it, and then when it's here, like, I, I miss it. So, uh Uh, Looking forward to uh, hearing if you – hearing any kind of uh, deals that you've gotten uh, on uh, Amazon Prime. Also, before I totally wrap up this Threads conversation, here is the top ten free iPhone apps from last week. Here's the top ten list um, in terms of downloads. Number ten, the Google app, right? Number nine, WhatsApp Number eight, TikTok. I don't know if that surprised me that it was that low, maybe, but, you know, there's several bands about TikTok, so I don't know. Number seven, Instagram. Number six, CapCut, a video editor. Number five, Max, the former uh, HBO Max, uh, the uh, HBO TV and movie streaming platform. Number four, Monopoly Go. That's interesting. And also stylized in all caps. So I guess I'm supposed to say Monopoly GO! They put that
3: out there for free?
1: I guess so, yeah. Interesting. And then uh, uh, Remini, an AI photo enhancer, is number three. And it's the first time I've ever seen that. Maybe I don't go into my app store enough, but that's the first time I'm hearing about that. And I watch YouTube videos a lot about AI tools and how that whole thing is unfolding right now. It's super fascinating to me, but it's the first time I'm hearing about that one. Of course, Timu is number two, and then number one threads an Instagram app. The first week, it's number one. And Timu, number two, shop like a billionaire, it says. That's its catchphrase. That's funny, because I got a billion notifications from them. And then also, there's no she on here, or shine, or, shine, or sheen, or Shein, however you say sheen. that. Yeah.
3: I don't think anyone said it right, ever. I
1: don't know that there is a right way. Yeah. It's like that town in Prover <laughs> County. <laughs> Courier?
3: Yeah. Carrier. <laughs> We're Carrier. about that. Yeah. Courier? Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Well, the also, the thing with, like, even Timo being big up there, there's also a lot of, like, Facebook scams where people get hacked, and it's like, oh, Timo is giving me all these deals on the Facebook yeah. scam. They message you through that, and they, like... like I, really? that's interesting. Yeah that, that it's still also up there for that.
1: Yeah. That's just, I I literally so, like go ahead, Jeremy.
3: It's uh it's interesting that you guys mentioned scams because I've
2: been I've been seeing a lot of people get their accounts through off in various ways I'm wondering like how are people getting suckered into this? And uh, it's happening more and more often. Um most recently I had a client that was called by ceasefire except it was ceasefire but it said ceasefire it was the phone. and uh yeah he had to change his number his email all kinds of different stuff just because he talked to the wrong people yikes
1: yeah that that is uh super interesting i i don't think did, jeremy did they did you say they called him
5: yes wow and the number said ceasefire
1: wow that is like that's harsh like that that's it's hard to see through that and tell somebody where they went wrong, man, that's just like yep, yeah, anyway, yep. I don't even know what you do with that but.
2: i have seen I have seen a, a a decent percentage of my business turn towards hacking remediation wow. um uh, just helping people get their accounts sorted out and helping them uh set up two factor authentication that is. That is one of my new jobs Yeah, because it is so easy for people to get tricked these days and give that information out. So uh, I just wanted to throw that in there while we were talking about the TMU scams and all that for anybody listening, you know, keep your, keep any numbers that come to your phone safe and be sure that if someone calls you that they really are the entity that they claim to be. And you can verify this in a number of ways. Uh, The best one would be to hang up the phone and call. Call them back at That's their true. official company number.
1: Yeah, it's just that easy, right? Yeah. The other thing too is is and and we talk about these whenever it happens to us. I know. I, I whenever I get certain types of text messages, I try to bring it up on the show, and they get more and more cunning seemingly by the week, uh, including like the 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 last time I brought up, which was just a couple of weeks ago. Um, well, okay, we'll start maybe a couple of months ago. You would, I would start getting, as opposed to being, uh, trying to be fished into like some business thing or like an email link or something like that. It would just be like, uh, w- what was obviously intended to intentionally be a wrong number text message. Like one of them was literally like, Hey, are you going to meet us for dinner tonight on Manhattan beach? And That's going to make somebody want to be like, dude, I don't live anywhere near Manhattan. You've got the wrong number. Like, you know, you texted a 601 number, right? Or 228 or, you know, 662, wherever you live in Mississippi, 769. But now it's even a step further because now the ones that I get will say in in a very official looking, uh, I guess, uh, formality or or syntax, it will say – uh reply to unsubscribe. And it won't even say reply what. It'll just say reply to unsubscribe. But like the words reply and unsubscribe will be in all caps, which is typically the formatting of how those official emails you get from or not emails, but text messages you get from people in those situations are formatted. And so it looks right, but it's not. It's still not right. So be on the heads up for those types of things. Let's go to the phones. We've got Fletch in Carthage. Fletch, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling. Good morning.
5: Good morning. Hey, i got to comment on what, what y'all just said before my question. Um, it's it's not just as simple as you stated of calling back at their real number because most consumers don't know the real number. And if we do, you're going to get a phone tree or an operator, and you're not, you're, it's going to be very hard to get a, a validation.
2: That is well, true. You might get of my an automated point response. You have to dig deeper on these things. Like you, you need to Google that company and find their official number. Um, ignorance of.
3: I think we uh, dropped him a little that, bit. I think Jeremy. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think his uh, <clears throat> signal so messed I up agree. there a little bit.
5: You, you got to dig a little bit more, but most consumers may not. So it's not as simple as, as 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 it just got thrown out. All right. So my question, and this is not an encore broadcast, but an encore question. <laughs> uh, I've gotten. A little fed up uh and a lot broke dealing with comcast uh i think y'all and some other folks have taught me doing youtube tv Mm -hmm. Do, do is there any equipment i have to buy and is a smart tv essentially required
1: a smart tv is not required though it could work um and there's a couple of ways you can go like Uh, the tv that you have now you can buy something like a chromecast or roku things like that and you can do your tv viewing through that or you could buy a smart tv smart tvs are super accessible price-wise right now at uh, several big box stores for whatever that's worth but um that uh i guess and i think we just lost jeremy there but that the the point of what i was trying to say at the beginning of the show is that the smart TVs now are so good that i mean buying a chromecast you you don't <clears throat> excuse me you don't really need to anymore because the TVs can operate the purposes of what a chromecast or a roku used to right. be able to do as long as you have you know internet access like i was saying i mean with, with the one that i have the 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 tv that i have uh, it's, I mean, as long as my computer and it are on the same wifi, I mean, I could operate my computer through my television, you know, without the computer even need to be in the same room. Uh, and right, I right. Bluetooth, my, my mouse and keyboard into the TV. That's insane. So, I mean, I have the, the power of my, my computer across my house in a monitor the size of a 70-inch or 65-inch television, which is super cool. I 45-year-old mean, I, me that grew up on an Atari 2600 looks at this and goes, like, what? Like, it's the Jetsons. I don't know. Anyway.
5: So all I got to have is the equipment, <clears throat> like from Comcast or C-Spire, whoever's going to give me the, uh, the uh, ISP. Well,
1: not even necessarily that. So, like, you can have an account with a cable company, like Xfinity, for example, um, which is the one in this market. And like you can have a streaming only account and so you don't even need a cable box all you need is i mean you're you're paying for the service and you can log in um and and you know do it through your television through a browser they have apps so you can do it through your phone and then you can go through your phone to your TV that way uh or uh like if you're doing uh if, if you're already paying for internet and you want to subscribe to something like YouTube TV then um uh, almost any way you get internet into your smart TV you'll be able to do YouTube TV so like if you know if you if you buy uh, a a Vizio or a Samsung it's going to have an app store on it you're going to be able to download YouTube TV and watch it natively on your television for sure cool and and not have to download a bo- or or not have to download anything other than that app, and you there. There's no hardware required, is what I'm trying to say. There you
5: go. Other than what Comcast has given me, for to take this. Techn-
1: yeah. Well, I mean, look, and and again, if if you're already a Comcast, what I'm I'm trying to convey to the audience is is if you're not already a Comcast subscriber, you can get Comcast if you have a. You know, uh, a non uh, like an Internet only uh, or a streaming only account. And there's like as far as I as far as I know, there's no need to have any hardware. They might try to push some on you like any business might, but there's no need for any. If you already have an account, then, yeah, you might already have some hardware and that might I mean, that would be separate from setting this up on a new TV.
5: Okay, appreciate
1: it all right, Fletch. We appreciate it uh I don't know that this has to do anything with technology, but uh, uh I saw on c n n business website that Burger King in Thailand has a no meat and twenty slices of cheese um, sandwich I don't know what you call that, but and Burger King says no joke it's for real, and it's in Thailand Thailand only not in America yet a fast food grilled cheese basically yeah but I mean it's not it's more than a grilled cheese it's 20 slices of cheese Abram and no meat
3: I I don't I can't say I've had a 20 slice grilled cheese so uh, I don't know man that's a I mean, that's a patty. That's a patty's worth of cheese. Not
1: even worried about what this is going to do to your heart. How do you, How does your stomach deal with that? What's your stomach doing with twenty slices of cheese? Well, anyway, I don't know that it has anything to do with anything, but uh, <laughs> I just saw that. I saw that and wanted to talk about it on the radio. That's
3: everyday tech for you, right there. <laughs> right.
1: Let's go to Michael <laughs> in Waveland. Thanks for calling, Michael. Uh, we appreciate you uh, calling in this morning. What's going on?
0: Um, I have like a a, a really good. Sony Bravia TV. I've had it for 14 years and it works really well. It's incredible. And I only have one uh, USB port or whatever the other port is to plug into it. But I wanted to find out if I could hook up my laptop and my mouse to my TV despite the fact that it's 14 years old.
1: Ooh, okay. So that's interesting. So a way... That you might go about doing that. So I I don't know if your TV would have the ability to process what a keyboard and mouse could do. But like, let's say if you have a Roku on it, uh, now Roku would have, that'd be like an HDMI thing. So what you'd have to do first is get like an adapter to plug into your USB output that would have okay. an HDMI input, so like a, a, a USB to HDMI adapter, or what you could do is almost like an extender thing, uh, like an extension cord. You know, where yeah. you don't, you're not just doing one for one, but you've got like four or five um, to give you options for to plug in multiple things. So, and and then if you get that, you know, plug a Roku in there, and I think you, I think you'd be set.
0: Okay and would something appear on the screen? Absolutely.
1: Or? Yeah, it's, it's so like with a Roku, it's it's got uh it's got like a home screen and from there it's going to have a lot of pre-built apps, but there is an app store that you can go into. And um depending on um you know what all you want to do on your TV uh specifically, then you're looking at what apps to download to try to do you know what all it is you want to do.
0: Yeah, I have a Roku TV in, in my guest bedroom, and mm-hmm. then in the other guest bedroom, I have a Sony that picks up Roku.
1: Yep, yep. Roku would be the way to go. So I mean, you already I mean, you're familiar with how it works, and and yeah, uh, yeah. So that would that would be the way to go, I think. But I think you just need a quick adapter. To, uh, to get you from USB to HDMI, and I think that'll get your really good 14-year-old, probably amazing hardware television that's still working very well into current generation of technology. And that's awesome that you've got a 14-year-old TV that's still banging. I love it.
0: Well, let, let me tell you something. I bought it at Best Buy, and it was $4,500. Yeah.
1: Do you feel like you've gotten, you've gotten your value out of that?
0: Yeah, it was new to me, so I had to have it. There you go. And I also, yeah, they also gave me uh, a Sony stereo system to go with it.
1: Wow. Do you still have that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, as a bonus. Excellent. Well, so, yeah, so it's awesome. Simply awesome.
1: All, All right. right.
0: That's why I'm sure they don't do that anymore, but they did it for me.
1: Right, right. Well, hey, let us know how that works out and stay in touch with us. And uh, uh, Also, okay. you can send us an email, uh, yeah. every, Tech at mpbonline.org. And with that, um, you know, we're not kind of constrained to the time on the radio. And, and we can get more specific with stuff there, too.
0: Okay.
1: All right. Thanks a lot, well, Michael. I don't, uh, I don't really have – we don't even really have – much time to get into it, but it is, I did mention it just a minute ago, it is Amazon Prime Day number two. It was July 11th and 12th this time. So today is the 12th. So this is your last of your Amazon Prime Days. Jeremy, do you get hype for Prime Day? I um, I want to and I, I try to. to and I always forget.
5: I used to, man. But you know, with the baby on the way, I'm trying to save money so I can take some time off. So I haven't even looked at Amazon today and I'm I'm pretty glad for that.
1: Yeah. I, what's so funny is, uh, you know, I, I, you search Amazon Prime Day and the first thing that comes up on, you know, whatever you search with is 5,000 different links about the best 34 plus, And I, like specifically a link I clicked on earlier in the show, 34 plus, that's a random number. And then to put a plus on it, so is this thirty five? Is that what we're saying? Anyway, so thirty four plus of the best deals dollars? under fifty dollars. Oh, okay. During Prime Days, and then there's another one that's like best so many deals under thirty dollars. I, I I love that that people are out here trying to find these things, but like, yeah, I don't we know. Should,
3: we should find a link for Jeremy specifically. So we can get like a thirty-four plus for for newborn babies on Prime Day.
1: There you go, thirty-four plus. I'm
5: sure it's out there.
1: You're right. You know,
3: and then I'll thread it to you.
5: The, you got to be real careful with the Prime Day stuff because they'll put that little red ribbon Prime Day deal on something and knock a dollar off of it.
1: <laughs> I think the best one of those that I ever remember seeing on. Amazon was once. I, this was many, many years ago. It was a PlayStation Three that was five hundred dollars, and it was on sale for four ninety nine ninety nine.
3: It wow. was literally a penny, oh.
1: but it, they had the whole slash through the price, and then the red discount price for a penny less. Right underneath it.
3: And I was hey, like, oh, get, hold, hold me back now. You save on that, that extra dollar of sales tax or whatever. I know, right? Yeah. And then that penny. Well,
1: all right. On the way out, I know this is something that will affect my, my family here. Delivery app holdout Domino's Pizza will now list its food on Uber Eats in the U.S. It's like the last of the major holdouts oh, of, wow. of restaurants and Domino's has their own app, and it, it, it's uh, as as apps go, it's it's a really like usable app. It's I'm, a very well made app, is yeah, I guess I'm what I'm trying to lie. say. Yeah, I'm not
3: gonna lie. Domino's is my favorite of the pizza restaurant. I know that's a huge hot take. I know that's controversial, but Domino's is my favorite of the hot fast food pizza, and the app is quality.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I look, quality and I don't even like their pizza. The garlic and it destroys me. So I'm not a pizza guy for them, but their app is really, really, like I use it all the time because my kids love it. So we use it all the time and there's a Domino's close to my house. So, but anyway, the world's largest pizza company in terms of sales and stores, they've signed a deal with Uber to list their menu on Uber Eats and Postmates delivery apps in the US. So there you go. So now not just Domino's and I wonder how that affects like how, how they work together. Because, you know, I mean, signing this deal, they're going to they're gonna promote the fact that they're on these other apps now. But they still have their app. And what makes their app so good is that there's a lot of technology, like the tracking and things like that. Anyway, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks, everybody, for calling and, uh, and checking in and talking to us this week. We hope you thread us. But we'd have to create a thread for the show first. Now we'd have to go through HR and all that. Don't count on it. We'll see you next week. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows,
0: visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.